You got a signal? I do. That was quick. Yeah, I did a little preparation before I came over here. A little preparation H. Yeah. I'm going to bump up your signal a little bit. All right, good morning, folks. Or good afternoon, as it were. This is Slappercast episode number 41. Um, sitting here with Patrick, we've got our, our afternoon coffee. And the that cold front that I was complaining about last week has come and gone. It is absolutely, the weather's been absolutely perfect. Yeah, I think it's it's stunning, stunning day. It's Monday, you're probably hearing this on Tuesday, and or Wednesday if you're listening late, or Thursday if you, anyway, the days of the week are gone now, but... Yeah, we were uh, we were we we're uh, recovering from another another nice and busy weekend. Friday, T Bone Tom. Saturday at O'Bannon's. Yes. And uh, both award winning, I might add. Yeah. In in their own respect, and uh, we we helped celebrate Jeff's the the manager uh, T Bone Tom's. We helped celebrate his birthday on Friday. Yeah. And um, in case you didn't know, when the weather gets a little bit colder, they drop the. The plastic siding down on the patio outside, and they uh, they they put the big space heaters up, so it's 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 nice and toasty in there, and uh, just a, a stunning a stunning night. You know, your uh, Kima, for those that don't know, is down. It's on the way to Galveston, but it is on the bay, so there's a there's a great um, there's always that you know nice salty salty air, and the the it's you've got the boardwalk close by, and yeah. Uh, all the shops down there. There's a there's actually a Molly's pub down there as well. Just just right across the car park, and it's a it's a, another one of Eamon's uh, clubs, and it's about the size of a about the size of a of a broom closet, you know, in in, in any middle school. That pub's probably been there like even before the boardwalk opened, right? It looks like it. I mean, it certainly looks like it. I don't know. T Bones has been there forever. T Bones, that man, that's a landmark. Yeah. And and they've done a, a, a place that I haven't gone to yet, which I intend to go to very very soon is Toki's across the across the bridge. Oh yeah, that's also owned by T Bone Tom's, and their burgers. If you you just might want to, if you're on T Bone Tom's website or just you know click on the Toki's uh, website and look at some of their burgers, it, the, the masterpieces and the reviews they're getting are insane. We we're we're always we're always gloating about about playing T-Bone Tom's because you play for a mixture of locals, tourists, blow-ins, you know, just all different kinds of... Uh, yeah, we had a couple from Ireland there yeah. uh, this past weekend. They just happened to happen across us. Yeah, they've got that big, they've got the brand new sign outside. To Barry, the owner, did a tremendous job yeah, on that. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. It's just, you, you can see it from space now, but it really, it just adds to the, you know, when you're coming across that bridge, that bridge... Uh, over into Kima is is spectacular. The view is, you know, Texas is so flat anyway. It's 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 uh, you know, once you uh, if, you know, if you stand on top of a dead body, you can see you can pretty much see forever in Texas. But yeah, the uh, yeah, once you come <laughs> over the bridge, you see that sign. It's just it it just really just puts that kind of yeah I mean, shine on the T Bones has never been easy to miss, but the, the, this new new sign you're definitely not going to miss it. It's Gorgeous, this gorgeous old retro style, uh, kind of kind of in the vein of the, the old Howard Johnson signs. If you remember the Howard Johnson's uh, hotels, um, kind of Vegasy too. This or, is, early Vegas, not yeah, exactly the vintage stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyway, uh, so in, at O'Bannon's, this was Saturday night. yeah Saturday night at O'Bannon's in College Station, which we've talked about that pub many times on the show. This was a special occasion because Chris Steele, the owner, recently found out that they've they are now the number one seller of Guinness in Texas. And not only Texas, but also uh three other surrounding states, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's Oklahoma, Louisiana and Yeah. Who cares? And he, yeah, that was his reason. I was like, I don't care about the other states. I like, yeah, just care about Texas. Yeah, but they they saw it coming for a while. Yes. You know, it was it was a year or so ago and they had you know, they were in the top one hundred and the, their Guinness rep told them uh told them, you know, that they were they they had cracked the top Hundred and and it was it wasn't a goal of his it wasn't but we we had mentioned before on the show and we've always talked about how O'Bannon's opened up and they 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 purposely they opened up an Irish bar uh, Chris uh, you know they 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 wanted to have an Irish pub with you know a, you know some sense of authenticity but also that you know to bring real beer you know not 
you know, not the not the not the crap that you're going to get at the ballpark or the you know stadiums. You know, just have have real beer. And they, and, and and he's a you know is is a connoisseur. Is that fair to say, Chris? Oh yeah. I mean, back then connoisseur. Yeah. You know, they used to drive to Austin to 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 buy beers to buy kegs that they couldn't get in College Station that were just not College Station wasn't on the map for these reps. So they'd have to go themselves to Austin and uh, Houston and pick up these uh, kegs and bring them back. And uh, smoking the van, it comes to, to mind for some reason. But they, um, yeah, they were priding themselves on good beer, and and also in in doing that too. When you, when you're dealing with college kids, you know, I I, I would I think it'd be a safe bet to say ninety eight percent of their their clientele is college kids. But they were in in doing that, they were uh, teaching. You know, they were schooling people on 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 beer. You know, on on, yeah. on good beer. You know, and just just because it's fifty cents for a plastic cup of, you know, it looks like backwash, right? Um, you know, and 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 you're you know you blacked out for the next few hours. You know, that's that's not necessarily how you know a good night's drinking is. And we we again also talk about how O'Bannon's is and always has been such a peaceful rowdy bar. We just yeah, just such a People just get along so well there, and even when there is a scuffle, it's short lived and it's worked out pretty quick. And it's uh, and, and and I attribute that to to good beer too. When you're drinking for the taste and you're learning about how how you want to to drink, you know, you don't necessarily need to drink thirty of them. You know, you can have a you can have a few <laughs> and enjoy them, and yeah, you know, end up end up singing and in, in, instead of slinging, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I hadn't thought about this before you mentioned it, but but uh, Chris and Stephanie and Evans, they they've kind of ridden this whole craft beer wave, which has um, come up in the past, I don't know, fifteen years. It really, it seems like the past ten years has really really kind of exploded. I didn't really become aware of it until twenty ten or eleven or so. I wasn't really paying attention to it until then. Um, and boy, he's he's making up for lost time now. Yeah, but and now of course, Chris has his own brewery as well, uh, in addition to uh, O'Bannon's uh, Blackwater Draw. Yeah, so we were very proud to say that we've helped sell a couple of pints of Guinness in our time there. And um, yeah, it was a great thrill to get the text from Chris a few nights before we came in. Yeah. Because he had just found out. And uh, he's like a like a kid on Christmas, just just so excited that he's... Uh, that. And, and I'll also say this too, as somebody that doesn't drink Guinness, <laughs> I, I have to say it, it, it's very impressive to see kids, you know, these the bartenders there, you know, and I, of course everybody's a kid to me when you're 100 years old, but um, everybody pouring the, the, the Guinness there is doing it correctly. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they don't let the, you know, the, 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 the single pour or the, you know, that I can't explain it, but they just, I, I've never seen a pint come across you know, with, with the, the, every single one looks like it should be on a postcard. It's just you know they're they're really they're trained and yeah. they're they're you know and uh, and of course they have their beer club. I forget I, I don't know how it works, but they you know they get their plaque and they get their mug and they get their you know. But so so they've built up this this allegiance. You know they they have this uh, they have this club this beer club and uh, and these and these kids are really responsible about it. You know you know just never see them falling out of the place and. Uh, just it's always just a you know it's always really good to see that that you know beer being uh, you know respected versus just as yeah. much as you can you know as much as you can hold down right yeah without decorating the place. It's funny because I, I was saying last week that that or or two weeks ago whenever it was we're talking about Ireland that when, when it, usually when I'm in Ireland I'm not thinking about craft beer because I just want to get the Guinness and the Smithics and the Smithics Pale Ale and the Murphys and the Beamish. But um, at the same time, yeah. But over here in the states, I usually don't go for Guinness. I, I drink a lot of Smithics. That's my by far my hands down my my favorite beer in the whole world. But generally, everywhere else in in Texas, like like especially at O'Bannon's, I'm usually want to get the latest Blackwater Draw, um, or you know some other specialty thing that they have that's new on tap. Because I'll ask the, the bartenders there are always really excited to to suggest things to me because they know what my what my tastes are. So have you tried this yet? No. Let me get, let me get that. But this time, because Guinness was the uh, the spirit of the hour, they were just handing me pints of Guinness over the bar. 
So, and it had been so long since I had a Guinness at, at, at O'Bannon's, I'd forgotten how freaking good it is. And, and I've had plenty of Guinness in Texas. Um, and I, I'm just, was just knocked out how good the pint was. I mean, having just come from Ireland too. And I have to say, Ireland is not as, as you'll say, oh, the Guinness is best in Ireland. There are some pubs. It, it is possible to do it poorly over there, believe it or not. And this, this pint just, just knocked me out. I was just really impressed with how, 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 what a great pint it was. And I, I don't, I, I, cause I'd had a couple other pints of Guinness, uh, recently, uh, around other pubs. And this, this, I mean, Guinness, I mean, O'Bannon's, they really know what they're doing there. And, and Chris, we talked about him being a connoisseur. I mean, he, he, he loves what he does and he is, he, he takes Guinness extremely seriously, as Patrick was already saying. So, yeah, if, I, I, I think it's by far not only the biggest seller of Guinness, but you're, it's probably the best pint in Texas as well. Ooh. Yeah. I was trying to tell Chris this. I was like, this is better than some of the stuff I had in Ireland. He's like, no way. <laughs> There's no way that's possible. Yeah. Also, just uh, and again, back to T-Bone Toms, we, we ran into some people that had, uh, some people that come in, come to the, on the tour with us. So we're, uh, we're letting them know because they, they want to come again, which, uh, Beware, if you have not traveled with us and you plan on it, remember, you probably want to come again and again and again. So be warned. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're pushing it a little bit earlier, I think. We're, we're looking at uh, late September yeah. for a few different reasons, but we're, we're also trying to map out a, a new course. And also, <laughs> a, a couple that I'd met at T-Bone Tom's on Friday had, were actually talking to me about the podcast. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to start taking notes because they were quizzing me on some of the stuff that I'd said. And I didn't know, yeah. But we, they were intrigued with the Ireland trip and had wanted to come this past year, but they, uh, they had uh, family obligations and couldn't get, but they're, uh, so they were confused because I think what we, what we do in our, in our haste in spitting out the, or, you know, regurgitating the stories and the thing I I think that we forget to mention the town we're in because we just came back. Yeah, and so it was kind yeah. of, so yeah, our apologies to, to, to that. So, so we, we just, uh, a lot of the times we're, especially the last couple of weeks too, it just, it's it. Um, we've had some tremendous photographs taken and posted and uh, it's, it's really difficult not to just talk about it. Like it's, you know, like, like everybody was there. Cause it, Right, kind of feels like it. Kind of feels like we're still there in a way. Yeah, because the weather's the exact same. Yeah, here we had we had sunny skies and fifties, and yeah, just the nights were beautiful. Just you know, and it's the, the same as we have here in Texas now. Yeah, it's, it's uh yeah. You can see it in the pictures too. Yeah, um, that I'm posting. I'm posting. I'm going through. There, there's a bunch of. If you go to our website and look and click on the Ireland tab, or you just go to blackguards.com/slash/Ireland. There's a little photo album there of, of shots from the recent tour. Um, but I'm also on, on Facebook, I'm posting and I'm starting to share this. I didn't think of it before. I'm sharing every time I post these things, I'm going to share it to the, the band page as well. So more people can see them, but I'm going through day by day and picking the best photos from every day on the tour and posting them. And I just went through, I think it was day four when we were in, uh, we're still in Bundoran, but we took a day trip, um, out to, uh, uh, whoops, got Creevy Keel, Cairn and, uh, which was an, an old prehistoric. Uh, burial site uh, slash slash uh, iron smelting. <laughs> it's a very interesting site, and also to uh, the horseshoe and uh, and uh, Glen Glenif horseshoe. Is that what it was? Glenif yeah. horseshoe. This this beautiful uh, little mountain range, sort of like a valley. Um, but you can see the pictures. <laughs> the day was just gorgeous, and it was just one of those just completely just stunning experiences we had over there. But anyway. Um, yeah, every, everybody we've mentioned, uh, everybody we talked to about Ireland and talked about this, uh, us thinking about going in September rather than October, everybody has gotten really, everybody I've talked to has been really excited about that idea. So um, I think the chances are very high. <laughs> That's how, how it's going to be. Hopefully we'll be able to announce, you know, uh, maybe before the new year. Yeah. Uh, what the dates are going to be. Yeah. Um, plus the itinerary. So what we can. Yeah. Um, you know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna book the shows in advance too, so we don't get. Uh, I don't like having the nights off, <laughs> so we'll right. we'll uh, we're gonna put some more shows on there and blah 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 blah. So, 
Um, and also, speaking of shows, too, so we have the toy drive coming up. And this is the 178th, <laughs> I think, or something. 32nd, I think, if I read the Roman numerals correctly. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's right. I think yeah. it is. But the, um, this toy drive, uh, dubbed Rock the Shelter, this was, uh, this was born of our friend Barbie. And she used to have a salon, a uh, hair salon with uh, our friend Kim. And they, uh, Kimberly Wilson, they, uh, they had an on-the-edge salon, and they used to do this rock shelter. And they, she moved away, couldn't do it any longer. She moved out of state, and she gave it to myself and Joe Shemensky. And Joe Shemensky is a dear friend of ours, and his lovely wife, Kelly Shemensky. They do all the work, and we put our name on it, and we get, you know, we get all the credit. So it's how it should be. <laughs> don't don't read into it. Just 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 how it is. Exactly. No, they're 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 they. Uh, Joe works year round on this. Uh, he 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 gets big corporate donations, and he gets uh, you know Kelly. You know, of course, Joe can't walk a straight line without Kelly. So uh, <laughs> they're uh, you know they, they they really do. They work year round on this, getting getting donations and uh, putting stuff together for this. So well, we have it at the Continental Club. Every year, every December. Yeah, it's December 8th. December 8th, at 3 to 6. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's wonderful, because it really is. It's a, it's a you know, uh, grumpy old me. Just, you know, thinks Christmas has become just this, just dirty, you know, over, over the top, you know, made in China, you know, heap of, heap of crap, you know. And uh, the, the nice thing about the toy drive is it's still family and friends and just you know yeah every, it's just such such a good such a good mood it's such a light-hearted event and it's uh the the entertainment's the entertainment's incredible we're gonna do we're gonna try a couple of the weather stays like this we're gonna try a couple of new things this year it's gonna be a couple of surprises yeah and um the the open door mission are gonna have the they're, they're gonna do the barbecue again this year and uh okay and admission is uh, an unwrapped toy or gift cards. The, the the thing we're stressing and we have been stressing for the last couple of years is we're stressing gift cards because the children are all, the, the, the young kids are always taken care of with the stuffed toys and the, there's always an abundance. And I think there is a surplus, a massive surplus of stuffed toys. And uh, so the babies and the, the, the toddlers are all taken care of. It's the middle you know, it's those those preteens and the teenagers that get left out because they're really they're, it's not really toys you can give them, it's not really clothes you can give them. So the gift cards are the best. Yeah, it's a wonderful day. It's three to six. It's uh, it's um, it's really easy. And you know, to you know, if, if you can't make it and you want to donate to, you know, you can bring us a you can bring it to us at the show and we can drop it off and you know bring it with us and yeah, you can make a check payable to the Salvation Army Family Residence and or open door mission if you want to do that that's also perfectly yeah. acceptable and the open door mission they have a choir that performs at the event for us and they come on they, they, they do their christmas songs oh, cool kids love it yes yeah our friend trish cramblett will be there again yes with the bad habits and dog pound yep and uh, acoustic trails is that a new yeah is that george's thing um i can't remember who that is. i think that's somebody we know I, well, I think I think Joe's playing in that. Is he? Okay. Yeah, Joe Shemensky, apart, uh, you know, um, along with being, you know, this, you know, the 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 brains and the brawl behind this um, this event. He's also a a, a very accomplished pianist, singer, drummer, bassist. He's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, he and I have have uh, geeked out many times over uh, early Genesis. He's a big fan of that stuff. And he's he's long been. We, we often talk about the piano intro to a song called uh, "Birth of Fifth, which is uh, uh, one of the Genesis songs from when Peter Gabriel was a, was the uh, was a vocalist. But he, he collects too. He's got. I've never been to his house. I really want to go. But he's got several um, vintage organs and things like that. There, yeah, the B3s, yeah. yeah, really cool stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I just want to see him gig with those things. It's like moving a house every time you go to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine touring with something like that. Yeah. 
uh, uh, so what else we got? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, but the, 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 the Christmas thing is too, just to, uh, yeah. to, uh, to harp on that for a little bit. I think, uh, I think everybody knows by now the, the made in China bullshit tags on the back of stuff is, you know, is not to, the only thing it's helping is the landfills. It's just, you know, it's just creating this, you know, again, to get all hippie on you, the, it's just, uh, there are so many wonderful spots to go. I always, I always point to mid Maine by the continental club. They have all those shops around there. They're all locally owned and they're all, you know, a lot of the times it's vintage stuff and, uh, just, you know, really, really cool shops around there. And then, but then there's also 19th street in the Heights where all those other vintage shops are, but it's all walking. You can park and walk. Or, you know, in the case of Mid-Main, you can take the train down there. And, and the, you know, with, when you look out the window today and you see the 70 degrees and just pure sunshine, you know, the, the last thing you want to be doing is sitting inside and, you yeah. know, or ordering, all, well, uh, me. So, and, and there's even places up in like Old Town Spring where we played that the, uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, 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 uh, that Old Town Spring, that was my first time there. Yeah, me too. And, Walking down that every single shop was different, but every but you just wanted to go into every single shop because it's all locally owned. Mm -hmm. the, the it's 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 again it's a step back in time, and it's yeah. you know for for the most part everything I saw was yeah you know pretty much you know cr local crafts and artists and yeah just a just a, a wonderful place to get yeah to, you know to to spend a day or two. It reminded me so much of and we were all. Like like Patrick said, we were we'd never been there before, so we're like, what the? Why did we never know about this? Because it's like, it's like uh, I don't know if you have ever been to any of these small towns in Texas, like Fredericksburg, Marble Falls, um, where there it's very much this kind of uh, you got this Main Street and all these really cool little vintage shops and stuff like that. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Western Missouri too. Yeah, um, it's just really really cool. There's nothing else around Houston like it that I'm aware of. But what do I know? <laughs> we found out about that earlier this year. Um, what was the name of the place we played there? I'm trying to remember. Was it was a cigar, uh, cigar bar. No, smoke black. Uh, black cauldron. It's probably on your computer there. If you have a look, uh, edit. Uh, <laughs> Black uh, Black House Cigars. Yeah. Uh -huh. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, fantastic spot. I mean, just, and also, you wouldn't think it, but they do incredible coffee there, too. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, you know, before you go to Amazon and just have more shit delivered, just, you know, just go, go to see some of these places. Yeah. Take the family out there and, you know, eat, you know, eat some good food and, you know, look at these, you know, Look at these local, these local artists and craftsmen and women just doing these, these fun, you know. And also, uh, we, you know, when we were out doing the uh, Isle of Tortuga show at the, the Texas Renaissance Fair, I ran into more uh, leather workers and, you know, the, um, damn it, it's too early. Just, uh, I can't think of the name, but... Uh, just the, the work that I saw on these, I'm gonna, we're going to have some, some uh, guitar straps made and stuff like that. I'm going to commission some folks to do some stuff. Just um, the detail and the work that's put into these, these beautiful pieces, you know, of uh, you, you just, this is all on our doorstep. All this stuff is on our doorstep. All yeah. these, you know, artists and, you know, they're essentially, you know, just modern day, uh, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of them are, are are using old, you know, techniques and stuff to carve the the designs in the leather and the wood and the you know just to it's yeah just so, such amazing work, and uh, and of course we're all about local artists for some mm -hmm. reason, so it's uh it's it's nice to just kind of take a little step back and look out for your neighbor. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we got to get back out to Old Town Spring. There's a that was that. That was that. That's a beautiful town. Yeah, there was that. Um, there was that that sweet shop, the chocolate shop that was across the street, candy shop that we went to. Remember I that? I don't know what you're talking about. I <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about. We went in there, and the owner was the, 
he was the only guy in there behind the yeah. counter. He was a really cool guy, and um, he stayed open a little bit later. Just yeah. So, so well, that's because yeah. Again, that's what your local. That's what your local does versus the you know the the the, the corporate guy. You know, corporate guys. You know, the lights out ten minutes beforehand because mm-hmm. you know they're because you know nobody gives a damn. But the everybody we spoke to was staying open because they heard there was a band. Yeah, and you know, so they're gonna, it's going to be open a little bit long and. And they did. They stayed open, and there was, you know, a lot of. I mean, it was hot, but it was still beautiful. I mean, it was still, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's still a lot of foot traffic, and just really, really, really fun. Yeah, fun. Day. But again, that's that's my that's my idea of of, of a of a real community. You know, having that. Yeah, having, definitely. Having that, definitely. A the foot traffic, and B the you know the the gumption to 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 stay open because there's going to be you know why would you why would you shut down you know you're still paying rent you know you're still paying the same amount of rent whether you're open or closed so yeah yeah silly yeah i enjoyed that yeah yeah there's a lot of on 19th street too in the heights there's been a lot of really um uh, there's been a lot of redevelopment going on around there there was the uh uh what do you call it the the waterworks the heights waterworks which was an old facility there used to be a, there's still a building still there it was this this, this re, uh, above above ground reservoir that, i thought it was that, an r kelly album yeah, <laughs> used to, that used to service the heights area and a couple of adjacent buildings that were where all the pumps and all that stuff were and, and that's oh, been, yeah, there, that's whole been whole transformed yeah. yeah um it's really really cool there's several different there's a hop daddy hop daddy burger yeah there. that's where that's where i saw yeah i think that's actually in a new building they built that kind of resemble the older buildings but there's um there's a place called Verdeem, which is a vegan restaurant. And, um, but it's, it's really cool because they left these, these huge iron pumps uh, sticking out of the ground that they just left there and painted <laughs> to just be sort of just on display, even though they're not serving any purpose anymore. They're just there for show. But it's, I, I love that, that spirit of redevelopment where they just, they let, it's almost, it's like a com- combination of, of repurposing something, but also abandoning something in place where you just leave it there and let it, be what it is which is but by the way getting back to ireland that is a huge part of what ireland is where you see it, it, it kind of reminds me of that too of course although though they, though in ireland they'll just kind of leave the ruins alone they don't repaint them or anything most of the time but we did see this actually talk, talking about glen of horseshoe um there's dozens of old ruins of of these old stone houses and school houses and stuff like that but um there's uh, a lot of farming uh, sheep farming and stuff that, that are that's right there so the the farmers will just repurpose the walls of these old ruins to just to pen sheep. <laughs> so you'll see uh, these old, really really ancient stones, and then there'll be some some cinder block stuff to fill to fill the gaps in between, and then the um, metal fences and stuff attached to them. Um, anyway, yeah, total backward sidetrack there, but yeah. And then we we only have uh, we only have Mose and Cypress this weekend. Uh, which is nice, a little, uh, and also we're talking to our to our friend at the studio again. So we're going to be going back in and doing some more studio work because we do have a little uh, little break in the in the action. So there's some new uh, some new stuff, new tunes, new new song ideas going going down, and uh, the uh, I got an earful again from my mother, and uh, my son gave me another call, call over the weekend. Uh, let me know that he hadn't heard or seen anything. So you'll see some pictures here coming up, you know, on the website pretty soon of the inside. And uh, hopefully we can put a little clip of a little uh, track. Yeah. You know, yeah. Put, put some stuff up there because, uh, I, I, like I said, I've got an earful and uh, mm-hmm. okay. I, I don't need to hear, the, hear that again. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it reminds me, too. Um, this was a suggestion that came to us from our our good friend Sienna Nania, who is working with us on some bookings for the new year. She had this idea to we to, we've had a mailing list since the very beginning, um, but it's 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 really I've just kind of used it as a weekly update to let people know where our shows are, new show announcements, and things like that. And then, of course, lately we we're talking about the, you know I announced the new podcast episodes in there. But she had this idea that to to have it be more of a monthly uh, actual news thing where you can actually go and, and read you know what we've been up to in the past month or what we're going going to be up to in the coming month rather than and so I, <laughs> what I'm trying to get around to saying 
if when you go to the website and you sign up for a mailing list, um, now there will be an option to for several options. If you just want to hear about Ireland, you can check that. Uh, if you want to just get the monthly updates, uh, you can do that. Uh, or if you just want to get everything, <laughs> with the way it is now, you can do that as well. But I'm kind of looking forward to that because uh, I hadn't really thought about the mailing list in that way before. That's a that's a great idea. That's streamlined the yeah the subject matter too. Well, it occurred to me that that a lot of people who are on the mailing list don't live in Texas, and when we go through these stretches of time where we're not playing outside, not only only playing in Texas, sometimes we'll, we'll go a month without hardly leaving the Houston area. And that's, you know, if you live in Missouri or if you live in Omaha or, you know, you're sitting there thinking, well, when, when are you going to give me something <laughs> that's useful to me? So that's what I want to do is make it, make it more, more engaging for everybody. Um, but I, it's kind of, I can't really do that on a weekly basis. So monthly, I think we'll still have the weekly updates because I know, I know some people look forward to those. So, but I think uh, going forward, probably starting in, in December, there'll, there'll be a monthly sort of digest. Um, of news and things like that. So uh, kind of excited about that to see what all we could do with that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Sienna's known for her forward thinking and yeah. her, your, your razor sharp guidance. So we're, we're very grateful. And also, uh, you know, speaking of the studio too, we're going to, uh, in the, uh, been throwing some, we're going to put a cover song on the record and, uh, we're going to say what it is. No. Okay. No, because I, I, I made the mistake of, I was talking to some friends and uh, made the mistake of putting out a couple of the ideas that I had, and that went, that that subject went off in, wow, well, you should do this song, you should do this song. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 I understand. But yeah, one of the requests that we get on a regular basis is, uh, I think they're out of Austin. Um, the song is Seven Nights in Ireland. Yeah. And I understand it's a great song. It's completely wrong. I just can't. Yeah, I've listened to it two or three times. Is that the Reckless Kelly song? Reckless Kelly. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. And uh, great band. Really, really great band. Yeah. We and, do one of their songs sometimes. Oh, cra- Crazy Eddie's Crazy Eddie, Last Eddie, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been a moment or two since we've done, done that, that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that one just keeps coming up and coming up. And, and yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not a... Uh, Again, musicians will tell you this all the time. Randy Hill, who we've had, had on here before, he yeah. he that you know they were talking about they would do this this showcase that we played with them. It was really fun at Dan Electro's. They uh, he uh, talked about how they would learn one of the bands that they're playing with. They would learn one of their one songs right. and do it in their style, but it ended up overtaking their their rehearsals and their everything until that show came up until they got that song in and out yeah as it were and uh musicians that play music on a regular basis are ruined i think are ruined permanently from listening to other bands because we don't go in and hear the the call it the captured photograph or you know we don't come in and see the 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 finished we're coming in and listening to chad goes straight for the bass and the harmonies and the you know you know mike goes for the drums and west goes for the melody and you know you know and i go for the level of noise <laughs> you know but you know what i'm just saying everybody has these has their has their parts that, that they kind of focus on that mm-hmm. they're that they're nearly trained to pinpoint in a, in a band, and it's the yeah. same thing with with uh, recordings. I, I've uh, been, you know, I've got all these the, these new albums, new old albums. Uh, my, my collection just yeah. thanks to John Nania and uh, Kim Olsen. My record collection has just been it's gargantuan now, you know, compared to to what it was. So I've been blindly picking a record, just not looking at it, putting it on the turntable, and and it's been really helpful because I, I've been I've been kind of stuck listening to the same few bands over and over again just because i i've i've because of the way the songs were written you know executed solos and you know the the production work and stuff on that so i've been in, in this thing and this is a really wonderful way because i i i i kept some of these records that I never would have heard of right and uh 
so is, so when you so when somebody suggests uh, which is guaranteed ten times a week, people will say, "Hey, you guys should do," and it's usually when uh, Gloria Estefan or something comes on, the, you know, the record. They go, "Hey, you guys should do that." And I go, "That was that was probably funny ten years ago." No, but you know, they'll, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about doing this?" Yes, yes, we have. I promise you, and 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 not out of uh, it's just. It, it's it's not out of badness. It's just you know some of the songs you just don't you just swat away because our plates are really full. I mean, there's there's a there's probably there's six original songs right now I got on a list in front of me. Yeah, that have not that they have a verse and a chorus and a melody, but they need you know they right. need they, they need the, the rest of the song drawn out of it. And yeah, and, at least two of them we're still trying to figure out how to play the songs too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So 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 then so then when you add a and like I said, a wonderful band like Rectus Kelly, but that Seven Nights in Ireland song, that's just it's not a it's not a fit for our yeah. You know, like we have songs that do not belong in our set. We've we've done we've done them before. We've taken songs out because they just they never really found that spot. You know, after a fast song or after a slow song or in between a you know whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, anybody that writes, you know, a set list out knows that if you put two songs in the same key with the same, you know, same similar beat, right? It's really difficult to, yeah, to discern what you're, you know, right. or, or, or you, when you're performing them, it's really hard to hear. Yeah. We've, we've done that, I want to say, a good 20 times. Yeah. On stage where we've just could not shake the last song. Yeah. Right. And the, the, suddenly the first verse of the next song yes. is just not there. Yes. <laughs> it's completely left yes. you. It's a whole, yeah. Yeah. So not to say we don't love people giving us, you know, song ideas because a lot of the times you're really kind of bewildered by how would you, how would you think we could do this? How could you know, yeah. you know like, oh, it's a queen song or a, right, you know, yeah. You know, Pavarotti, or you know, yeah. Wh- wh- where, where did, where did this come from? But- yeah, there's definitely two, two categories of requests that, that, that we, not scoff at, but are like, oh god, because uh, there's, there's, there's that where like, what the hell are you thinking? But at the same time, it's, it's fair enough because we do, are the covers, some of the covers we do do are definitely from left field, things you wouldn't expect, which is kind of what more, what, what more we prefer to do, most of the time, is to not cover the obvious stuff that you would expect us to cover as being an Irish rock band. And that, that is the other thing people will ask, well, how, how come you don't play any Dropkick Murphys or you don't, you don't know this Floggy Molly song or, or this and that. And we tend to steer away from that stuff. We do play, I think like, I guess there's only really only two Floggy Molly songs in, that we currently know how to play. And we never really learned a Dropkick Murphy song. And, uh, those the ones that we uh, the, that's the kind of stuff that we do now, like all the Pogue stuff. That th- all of that we learned in our early days of being a bar band, and we're in this process now of evolving into an original band and festival band, festival band. Um, and so it's it's highly unlikely we're going to go back. I think we've probably already learned all the Pogue songs we're ever going to learn at this point, possibly, and uh, probably never going to learn another Floggy Molly song. So the cover, well, huh? Yeah. You I, know mean, what I mean, yeah, yeah I, yes and no. I mean, the the Dropkick Murphys again, uh, um and I don't know if it was my doing, but I had nixed the idea of playing any of their songs early on because I didn't I didn't see the I didn't see the the uh, the appeal. I I've, I've been I've been to see them three times all on free tickets yeah. and I've just never been I I I I definitely appreciate what they do mm-hmm. because they're i think they are the biggest yeah the biggest you know draw in that scene however the uh the songs that they perform are talk about running together i mean it just i couldn't i couldn't tell you the the i couldn't you know yeah it's not take, you know yeah. one song away from the next and Floggin' Molly, I think um, Dave King is a tremendous lyricist, and he got an incredible band. 
and again, but when I saw them live, they sped everything up to where I couldn't tell what song they were doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and again, when I back to my previous point about being ruined as far as a musician slash performer slash music enthusiast, just across the board, it's difficult to to listen to that stuff, you know, because we run our own sound ninety percent of the time. So when we go, to, when I go to a show and you can't hear the vocals, the vocals are buried because the drummer and the bass player and the guitar player are far too loud. And the song to me is buried, right? You know, buried the lead, as we say in the news business here. But um, the so, but early on, I, I didn't like the Dropkick Murphy stuff. I think they've got some incredible arrangements of of stuff. You know, the 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 shipping up to Boston is a is it's a great, you know, the the energy behind that is mm-hmm. really, really just you know it's unmistakable, and they're they're you know yeah. Um, the one song we we came really close to covering early on was uh, "Good Rats." Remember that's that? a great song. Yeah, that's it a really great is. song. We did actually learned it. And we this is the original lineup uh, back yeah. when Turi and Brian were still in the band. Turi the fiddler and Brian the drummer. We were talking about Brian last week, um, and he dropped in out of the blue last he dropped week. Dropped in out of the blue. I, I think he came I, into Houston for a hot chocolate, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, um, yeah. But we we did learn that song, and we we played it a few times right here and. Patrick's abode back when his our rehearsal room was his bedroom <laughs> it is now his bedroom uh, we just didn't feel it just felt I don't know it didn't feel right for some it's, yeah yeah could, it didn't it, it definitely didn't feel right it's it's a it's a but it's a great song that demands a, a punk band you know like a really like yeah it's a great song they actually had Shane McGowan sing on it great bass and, line uh, as I recall yeah 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 that's right I forgot what Shane was on it yeah yeah yeah, that's a check that song out. That's a really good song. It's an underrated song too, because I don't, I don't, I never heard anybody uh, refer to it or mention it. Um, that's very. I, I, that, now that you say that, I yeah. just yeah, that's really weird. It must be a deep cut that most people aren't aware. Of. I think it. I think we became. It was called to our attention because Shane was on it. Yes, probably. I don't remember who requested yeah. who who suggested it. I'm glad you remembered that because yeah. I was about to. Yeah, yeah, but and, and then and then Flog and Molly, same thing. They I heard them do a couple of covers. They did. Uh, um, Tori had a live record and uh, they did it wasn't Blue Moon of Kentucky it was That's Alright Mama or something there was an Elvis you know their cover yeah. of Elvis and, and it wasn't uh, you know it was it was poorly mixed and you know yeah. it was it was rushed and yeah. it was um, so it wasn't it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite but, but their, their, their stuff that I do like of theirs is again when it touched the old Patty Riley ballad stuff you know when it dips in and out of that and and again like i say there's there's no shortage of talent in that band mm-hmm. incredible band just yeah. when i saw them live and it was done so fast and at such a pace it's just you know but again uh i think uh i think the genius behind that band is dave king's lyrics and i think uh bridget regan is an incredible fiddle player in that she's she never plays out of her style right she's she keeps it simple and mm-hmm. it's and it's singable and you know and it's 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 the melody that will get stuck in your head it's a again a, a band that definitely deserves their thing but but just not a not a band that we're yeah and, and that was and also i do recall too back in the early days two people saying hey you guys should get an accordion and and, and you, should, you should get a tin whistle and you should get a bagpipe and do then you'd sound just like that, that that's not what we're going for i guess it was you know it's our own fall for putting stout irish rock under and under the name to yeah, you know, because it it seemed like everybody, you know, thought you were going to going to go in the way of you know the pogues and that stuff, and yeah, definitely not. Yeah, well, if we do have accordion on it, um, I can think of a couple people that we'd we choose to play it if if we oh, yeah. so desire to have. Yeah, an accordion. Well, but, and yeah, some of the stuff does. Uh, I was just I have to go and re-listen to what we you know we did the uh, uh, I did the acoustic thing the uh, Port of Amsterdam yeah the the, the David Bowie cover the Jacques Burrell yeah. Uh, but uh, that was one that I was thinking is going to just have a yeah. just have a phenomenal part for it. Yeah, songs like that are just yeah born to be played on recording. And then for uh, sure. I did uh, an acoustic version of Greenfield. Mentioned Greenfields the recording of the lyrics actually. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did an acoustic version as well of Greenfields of France, and Paul Beebe uh, played this little pump organ line yeah. under it too. So that's kind of accordion esque thing. But again, it's not 
to rule out or to steer away or to, you know, dive in or, you know, it's just when you are asked to cover a song, you know, A, because it probably means something to that person that, uh, that wants to hear us, you know, it really is. It's kind of a, I, I mean, I think it's a big deal. Uh, you know, if somebody, if they have a song that means something to them and they want you to cover it, you know, that's kind of, that's, that's nice. And it's a very, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a compliment. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and other times, especially when I suggest stuff, it's, it's stuff that's pretty silly and it's going to be, it, it's going to take, <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of, uh, yeah. When this one that we're, that started this conversation, you, you none of you will guess what it is, <laughs> but when you hear it, you'll say that makes total sense. I think. Yeah. And it I, is t- uh, definitely, a. uh, a curveball, you know, yeah. but that's the kind of, that's what we, what we like, like sus- sus- yeah, suspicious minds on the first record. Yeah. Which has a curveball in the middle of it as well <laughs> with the reggae section. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a, it's, I'm trying to think of the last suggestion that was, uh, it, 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 there's just been so many, it's, it, it's, it, it's a regular base. It's an irregular occurrence when people say, have you ever covered this? Or do you ever think of, you know, this, well, we told the story of the guy who requested Bon Jovi at Brian O'Neill's and subsequently left the pub directly after yes. out of embarrassment. <laughs> I don't think it was embarrassment. I think he was just meant to find a band that would do it. <laughs> he's going from yeah. He's he's, he's still out. He's still out there drinking hot chocolate and wandering the earth <laughs> looking for Bon like Methuselah. Sorry, I think I feel like I threw you off. You were you were going somewhere and I threw you off. I'm always Same. going somewhere. I'm just, uh, yeah, well, you know, the, 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 the cover things too, you know, the, the cover songs are definitely, uh, I, 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 I love, I love cover, cover songs. I, I, I can't stand when a band takes a song and plays it exactly like the song and then releases it and calls it a cover. Like, that is a cover. Definitely. Definitely. That's a carbon copy cover. Yeah. You know, and what's the point? Right. It's already been done. Yeah. Um, when you put a little bit of yourself into it, when you put a little, you know, uh, and again, it can be, it can be a complete backfire too. You know, when you do it your own way and, uh, Lou Reed comes to mind, you know, when, uh, I, and I honestly didn't even listen to the record, but when Metallica and Lou Reed, joined forces to to do the uh to, uh to do the record i just saw the look on my son's face and i said well i'll just never <laughs> i'll never have to listen to that and i understand oh, you didn't like it no i i he didn't like it so yeah. i didn't even listen to i didn't it, even so. know about it yeah oh yeah 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 it was a there, there was a there was a there was a thing at the i want to say it's the the hall of fame induction or whatever and they had crossed paths and said, let's do something. And then there was a phone call later on. They said, you know, Lou Reed had asked them to play him. So, uh, again, I wasn't big on Lou Reed and uh, certainly wasn't big on Metallica at that time, you know, so it wasn't a, wasn't a, it wasn't, I didn't have to step over anything. It was just, it was just on my way. It was, they, they were nowhere in my, in my sight at that time. But okay. I did see my, my son's face when he told me about it. And I, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll skip, yeah, you know, do I, but again, and then some people I'm sure loved it. Some people, you know, but when you, when you, when you cover a song and you put yourself in it, you know, you find out really quickly if it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know what I mean? If it's worth it to you and if it sounds good to anybody else and if, you know, and, 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 and if you're one of those people that don't care what anybody else thinks, then go, you know, great, then do it. Yeah. But, um, with, uh, my 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 dad was in town recently, and he's he said, uh, uh, and and this is strange coming from him, but he said that I've ruined his life. No, he said I've ruined his experience now in listening to. He can't listen to the old Irish stuff that he used to listen to because now he's heard it electrified and sped up and a little bit of a little bit of you know modern mm-hmm. you know modernized lyrics yeah you know, to uh to say the least he uh he's he can't listen to the originals really? you know so 
And so I, I was frowning. I said, is that, you know, what, is that bad? And he said, no, it's great. He mm. said, but he said, I just want you to know that I used to love these songs. Yeah. Love these old songs. And now I like you. And that, that, that is as big a compliment as you, as you can get. Yeah. You know, to, to, to me, that's a, not to you, to, to me, <laughs> you know, I'm saying, I, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, and God help anybody that hears our version of, a. anybody listening knows this. If you hear a cover version of a song first and then you hear the original and what, and, and if it is slower and there's less instrumentation on it, you might like the, the, the and then the it might be a complete, yeah. 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 Cause I know people that have done it with the Pogues, they've heard us and then they heard the Pogues version. And then they went off and bought all the Pogues records because which is the way it should be. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, and 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 they were grateful that we attempted mm-hmm. that. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean they attempted, right. and it was definitely an attempt. Yeah, and but then they went back and heard the masters. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's just there's no there's no question that yeah. Shane McGowan had has, um, but back in the Pogues days had the, the definitely the vision. I know I know the band worked tremendously together. But when you take Pogue Mahone, the record after Shane left, yeah, where it was just Pogues, and then you know listen to everything, you're gonna have a hard time selling that record, yeah, you know. And and again, nothing against the band, mm-hmm. but you know you've heard you've heard how the band should sound, yeah. And then you take you know, it's a shame because they did have enough muscle in that band that they could have been able to continue going i don't know why it fell apart i think just because it wasn't shane i guess the record sales just weren't that good some of the songs were what's that what's that song that that spider sings it was like sounds like a pop song it's like didn't sound like anything yeah done. I, again it can't was, I, I can't even think it was like what the hell are they think i bought it to support the band but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. it, it, it wasn't you, you you can't listen to it <laughs> but then you get, get philip chevron who was writing stuff like sailing uh what's that every um, a thousands are sailing. Yeah, thousands are sailing, which is a gorgeous song, which Shane sings on the record. So a lot of people think that Shane wrote it. He didn't. Um, that was Philip uh, and Terry Green. Terry. Anyway, there were some good songwriters in that band besides Shane. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of shame. Anyway, what, what I was going to say, uh, you're talking about sometimes the cover song sounding, you know, per- being preferred to the original. Yeah. The, the, you mentioned Amsterdam earlier. Yes. Bowie stuff. Bowie was really good at adapting covers. Um, he, all throughout his career, he, he was doing covers. Almost, not all of his records, but most of them have at least one cover song on them, which a lot of people aren't aware of, because he, he would choose things that were weird B-sides and things that, that most people don't know. So you hear it, you're like, oh, this is original. And it's not until you look at the credits, like, oh, wait, he didn't write that. Amsterdam was one of those songs. First time I heard it, I just assumed that he wrote it. It's one of these early BBC. It's one of when I first met Patrick, I gave him a CD of things to listen to, not necessarily for us to cover, but just to, to, to you know to hip, hip him to some cool stuff. And uh, Amsterdam was the one that he latched onto. When I first heard that, I, I just assumed that Bowie wrote it because it sounds just like his early stuff, and uh, it's very clear that he uh, drew a lot of inspiration from uh, that Jacques Barrel material. But if you do go back and listen, it's like there's a couple of songs he did. There's another song he did above Jack Brell's called "My Death." If you listen to that and you go back to my, Jack Brell's, it's completely different. Um, although I, I found out that Bowie got didn't get the Jacques Brel material directly from Jacques Brel. He got it from another uh, artist who's very underrated, named Scott Walker. He was actually an American singer who became famous in Britain at the time, in the late '60s. Most people don't even know who he is. But he, one of his first records he put out as a solo artist was a collection. Not, I don't think I know if they're all Jacques Brel, but but a lot of them were Jacques Brel. And then there was Amsterdam was on there, and My Death was on there, and a few other things. But that's where Bowie got that from. And you listen to that; it's so obvious where Bowie drew a lot of his early inspiration from. Um, but he was really good at doing that. Um, and there's a lot of like mentioning Lou Reed. Still, one of my favorite songs in the whole world is Bowie's version of. Uh, Waiting for the Man, which was a Velvet Underground song. And uh, I do appreciate the Velvet Underground, but uh, I can't listen to them for very long. There's really only a few of their songs that I really like. Um, I used to do a cover of um, What Goes On, which is uh, one of their, I think it was uh, it was one of the later songs that, they, that came out. Like it was on a, it wasn't on one of the original albums. Was what Goes On was the other one. Uh, Foggy Notion. Those two, those are my two favorite Velvet Underground songs. 
But the original version of Waiting for the Man, I, I don't particularly care for, but Bowie's version is absolutely fantastic. And it's just a, it's, it's, a, you know, it's on that same BBC collection that I got Amsterdam off of. It's a, a live performance that was done at BBC. It's just really, really good. But that, that's, a, that's a really good example of that. I think who, who is it, can you think of anybody else off the top of your head who the, the cover is just to you is the definitive version, like you were saying to you? Well, first time I really heard Whiskey in the Jar was uh, Thin Lizzy. Oh, yeah. And, and then when you hear the Dubliners do it, you can appreciate how that would work in a pub. Yeah. But I don't want to hear either of, the, either of those <laughs> songs ever again. <laughs> ever again. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are familiar with the Metallica version, which is essentially a cover of the Thin Lizzy version. Of Thin Lizzy, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, I, I can't. It's a delicate. It's such a delicate subject for uh, for musicians because you know the the thing that you would hear in Austin, you know, all the time. Oh, yeah, they're they're, they're a cover band, and yeah, what are they doing tonight? Playing, and you're at home bitching. All right, the covers are. It, it, it's a it's a it's a balancing act to, to me, and and. You know, I, I understand the bands that go out, uh, that band that we played with, Akima, um, they did th- three Thin Lizzy songs for us, back to back, um, back to back, mm-hmm. uh, three Thin Lizzy songs. Um, I want to say they did uh, Jailbreak, Cowboy Song. Yeah. Was there one more? Uh, I think there's that's only two I remember. But anyway, uh, Epic Fire... Anyway, oh, epic, epic blaze, blaze, yeah, epic blaze, great band, great band. Because oh, we came, we, we we came out there, we we didn't know there was a band on before us, so we, we're uh, we're playing the Kimo Boardwalk, and uh, but but again, just they did nothing but covers, but there was an extra, extra. Uh, I think they had they had three guitar players. One was uh, I, I guess sitting in with them, or but um, two at Two two on stage at one time, but then yeah, uh, but they really did. They, they had a they, they they were they were uh, formed to play clubs, you know, and and because although they didn't put put a twist in the songs, they definitely made the songs their own. If that makes any sense, like they're, yeah. they're not they're they're not playing the song. They they did they did play the song from start to finish, but they did put their own little little. Uh, they had their own sound to it. Yeah. Which, which I, again, my hat's off to them because I, I, I do not want to learn, mm-hmm. you know, top 40 stuff current, nor 80s, all 80s, or mixture of 90s. I don't want to do that. I, I just, I, I, you know, and, yeah. I, and again, my, like my hat's off to, yeah. to, 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 to bands that do that. I, but, I, I really appreciate it. Mean, the, the thing I liked about them was their attention to detail and the arrangements. Yeah. They, they had... Like I think we we talked about them uh, one of the shows the show we recorded right after that weekend and how and on jailbreak they had that that there's that that second guitar part that's going on during yeah. the course that's going on in the background and yeah they had that part there and it was like it wasn't until I heard them play I was like oh yeah <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part until I heard it actually played like, yeah that's really cool they pay attention to that I, I prefer that to. The, you know, there's there's cover bands that that they're so meticulous in recreating stuff that they they go so far as to record backing tracks and stuff because they you got to have every little pit bit there, every little keyboard part, and I, that to me is 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 just going a step too far to what live music is. And I know people will some people will defend that. I it's all right, it's just not not what I want to see when I go to yeah. see a band. You know, I want to see yeah. a performance. So yeah. if, you, if you can't play the part, just leave it out, <laughs> or play just pick or, a different song, or, or don't do it. Exactly. Yeah, or reinterpret it. That's yeah. that's you know that's that's yeah. If you yeah, I, I, I want to hear the mistakes, and I want to hear yeah, the, yeah. I want to hear the the. But uh, but again, so so that's the that's the that's the 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 cover story and the. Uh, the covers covered, but no, that's the you know under um, covers. It's I I I think the uh, I think that the. My personal view is that you know each record should have a cover on it, uh, you know un- until you don't want to do it anymore. I mean, I'm just talking about about us. I, mean, I-, I want to put a- an obscure something a little bit out of you know, yeah, uh, and just have it on there for a, but also as a point of reference too. For um, we've said this a hundred times too, to have the to to for those bands to come out and do the to do their own original stuff. That's that's 
top to me. That's that's the ultimate. You know, it's just come out and do your own stuff. However, it's nice to put a cover on there so there's a gauge to see where you're, where you're, you know, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, f- for the listener to say, so they're they're playing, you know, a, a ZZ Top number and they play it like so, and you cat you you grab onto it. That's that's tremendous. That's that that you know. And then if you hear if it's a band that you love and they don't, you know play it exactly how you you like it and you you know you move on but mm-hmm. i like it from the from the point of view is you know just kind of see what you can do with it without you know stomping all over it or ruining yeah. it or uh, yeah yeah uh, I, I think it's i think it's an absolutely essential thing uh, it's funny because uh when i was a kid in the 80s and 90s and stuff i think this this grew out of the punk rock aesthetic where you know you be original and you know to the yeah. point where even if it sounds like crap you play original songs and cover cover bands were were frowned upon when i was a kid and uh but it really that's before before i really and i didn't i didn't know this back then too but it 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 really is i think essential to to being a, a live performer not everybody would agree with me i mean like i mentioned again i mentioned you too last last week uh or, whenever it was as a band that that kind of grew they, they almost were birthed together those those four guys knew each other in school and they never that's the only band they were ever in and it's, they're still together they never had any members leave the band and stuff and they've only ever done original songs i think they did they probably did some covers when they're first starting off when they're playing at parties and stuff but yeah the dandelion market in dublin yeah but uh they really learned how to play from 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 an original uh, impetus, whatever you want to call it. That, that's how they started off. Yeah, but but many of the greatest bands um, have started off as bar bands playing covers because that's what you did and that's how you learned. You know, the Beatles, Stones, Tom Petty started off as uh, Mud Crutch. They were a bar band for many years, um, and that's to me that the strength of that band. All those bands, it's so easy to see why. They were so if they'd hadn't started off playing those cover songs, they never would have existed in the first place because it was the excitement around that original material that got them out there in the first place. Yeah, but I think it's really, really uh, a great thing to go back and especially these songs that that mean something to you to uh, to express them in your own voice. I think it's uh, incredibly powerful. And I was just thinking of this: um, Robin Hitchcock, one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, who's very accessible on Twitter? Uh, one of these people who's, who's just very talkative online. He, I found a cover somewhere of him covering uh, "More Than This" by Roxy Music, and he—it's one of those. Pretty much every song that Robin does a lot of covers, but he's also extremely prolific songwriter as well. But he still puts in covers because he he loves he plays songs that he loves. There's the, he did he he did an entire performance of uh, Sgt. Pepper at one point. Just by way of example, but uh, when he does every every cover I've ever heard him sing, it sounds like he wrote it because he sings it with his 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 accent comes through really strong. But more than this, really really sounded like one of his originals when he sang it. And I tweeted that and tagged him in it, and he replied and he said that that's one of many Brian Ferry songs I should have written. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was so excited he replied to me. I I asked him well, what do, what do, what are your favorite Roxy music albums and he he told me and and uh so i can't remember the name of it now but i went he gave me a couple of recommendations i went and listened to those and uh was i'd never actually listened to the whole the whole album i was actually i think it was one of one of them one of the ones he recommended was the one that more than this is on and then there was another one uh which i can't think of right now <laughs> uh anyway that was just really cool anyway that, that's an example of stuff that happens when you have yeah. a really good cover song. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're towards the end of the show. I thought it ended an hour ago. <laughs> um, so again, quickly, this Friday, we're at Moe's Cyprus, Moe's Irish Pub in Cyprus, Texas. Hope to see you there. 9 p.m.-ish start. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll nope. probably start a little early just because uh, we're like that. And um, also put uh, December 8th on your calendar for the for all ages Yep, uh, mind you, Moses all ages as well, but the uh, Continental 
December 8th, Sunday, 3 to 6, is mm-hmm. a wonderful event and a heartwarming event and community-forming event. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, like I said, there'll be a couple of surprises, and uh, it's going to be a really fun day. It's always a really fun time, and it's a great cause. And, it, it, uh, and just, just so you know, uh, the money goes straight to the shelter. It doesn't go to Salvation Army. It doesn't go to uh, this money is uh, is brought straight to the to the home it it's 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 there's no there's no uh corporate you know i, I know people see the salvation army thing and they go oh this is this is a shelter and um it's uh and joe personally brings the money to the people so it's it, yeah. it, it, it's a wonderful event and it's a it's a homegrown and you know stays in house i gotta find this picture of uh, this doesn't happen so often anymore because people now it's, it's gift cards uh, is the preferred thing as we're as we're talking about. But there was one year, like ten years ago, we did it, and we, we had this pile of of wrap presents. Uh, and don't bring a wrap present, <laughs> just because I mentioned this. But we we were so much there was such a huge haul that we got that year that we had to to load some of them into to the van into Deirdre. Yeah. So there's this great picture of us sitting in the back of the van. With the doors yeah. open, you can see this huge pile of presents behind us. I'm gonna see if I can find that that photo. Yeah, and that was also there was a pickup truck and the yeah. the expedition full of stuff. It was just yeah. yeah lunacy, but anyway, yeah. Great. I mean, he, yeah, such a generous, generous, generous group, and uh, we're we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun, some great food, and um, yeah, and it's at the Continental Club, so you know it's gonna be good. Yeah. So hope to see you there. Hope to see you this Friday and every week thereafter. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, if you have a cover song you want to hear, email us at floggingmolly.net. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, y'all. See you next week. Cheers.